Hey guys, this is Sean here from Momentum, and if you are watching this, you are either watching me live on Instagram or you're watching me live on Facebook. Now, if you're not watching me live in either of those two, you are listening to me on my podcast, Fat Burning Secrets, hosted by myself. Now, today's going to be a quick, short, and sharp. The reason why is because tomorrow is now Easter Friday, and I'm not going to be live, so I want to make sure I get one done for this week. Now, as you all know, um, I do open up my Instagram and also all my social medias for me to be able to answer your questions. And I actually really appreciate when people ask me these questions because it gives me an opportunity to help you directly. And if it's not just you, you're helping so many people as well. So this is actually one question that was branched into two more asked by a follower on Instagram. So hopefully this will help you out. And I believe it will because it really lines up with the goals and the missions of what we have at Momentum and also what we aim to do to help as many people as possible. So the question that was asked to me was, Sean, wondering if you could feel that there's a difference between strength training and training for hypertrophy. This is a great question because obviously this person here knows what they're doing by actually doing weights and not just doing cardio or abs only. And the question here that we need to answer is, first of all, it has as many levels to answer. So let's define each part. What is strength training? Strength training is anything that requires you to actually lift weight and push to get you a little bit stronger. Hence the name strength training. Now for those people who don't know what hypertrophy training is, also known as hypertrophy if you've read it for the first time, hypertrophy training refers to the building of muscle. Now building of muscle and building of strength, are these actually different? To be honest, no. Over the years that I've been doing this, and obviously being a trainer and also exercise physiologist, that's by paper qualification, it shows that any sort of resistance-based training pushing you can help you. I'll give you some tools to help you out with this in a moment as well. Now, in so the strict sense, for those of you who don't know, one of the things that help a lot of people understand strength training versus hypertrophy training in the very old textbook is that strength training is between the reps of 4 and 6 or 6 and 8. And hypertrophy training actually refers to the reps being 12 and 15 reps. Now, we're now in 2020. That piece of information was actually given to me when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15. So that's about 15 years ago. And still to this day, unfortunately, it still becomes almost known fact. And it's not true. Because there have been research to show from many high people in the industry who have their PhDs in muscle and strength training from Dr. Mike Isratel to even Brian Schoenfield, they have shown that three minutes worth of rest is going to be the most optimal for building muscle and strength, but saying that the rep ranges don't matter as much because no matter what, you're still going to be inducing the adaptation required to be able to build, either build muscle or strength. So the difference between strength and hypertrophy training is only basically what the outcome is. So, for example, if you're becoming a powerlifter, which I have done in the past, you're going to be training mostly strength-based training between the reps of 4 to 6 and maybe even 1 and 3 closer to competition or testing phases. So, you can have the common outcome of moving more weight for 1 or 2 reps. Now, if you're listening to this, more than likely, that's probably not you. You're, very, you know, you're not going to meet that criteria. But should we still focus on strength training? Yeah. 
I find that people who can do anywhere between 5 and 7 rep maxes and increase it from time to time, and even that might be every you know, 8 to 9 months, that's going to get you a really good outcome. Because we're going to talk about this now. If you can build the muscle between, say, 10 to 15 reps, what happens is it kind of shifts you down the paradigm to be able to increase the amount of reps you can do for one or two. This is going to benefit you so that your body can actually withstand more long term. Now, the benefits of hypertrophy training is that you get to have more muscular endurance. Your muscles are able to fire more often, so they get used to that motor pattern. So imagine you know, when you first do a bicep curl, I... I always use this example because it relates to me so well. But when I first walked into a gym, I was doing bicep curls and I was like sore everywhere except my biceps. My arms are sore, as in my shoulders. My triceps were sore. My back was sore. My bum was sore. My calves were sore. I was squeezing everything possible. Because what happens is the body will try and do whatever it needs to do to just move it past the path of least resistance, so to speak uses all the wrong muscles before it uses the right muscles. And then when you actually start to get efficient at it, you start to actually feel these biceps. I'm not sure about you guys, but I train a lot of people as well between the ages of 70 and also 80. And when you see them do bicep curls because they've never done them in their life before, they just, their elbows go out. And if you can't see me on stream, my elbows are going out towards like 4 and 7 o'clock. I don't know how those arms go out there. And it's time to slow it down, three seconds up, three seconds down, and then it really starts to feel it. So once you be able to use those motor patterns a lot more with hypertrophy training, then it starts to get more refined towards strength training. Now for the sake of someone who wants to be able to decrease body fat and also decrease weight, I would say that the best thing for you to do is focus a little bit more on hypertrophy with some phases of strength training because you're not becoming a powerlifter. If you want to be a powerlifter, I used to coach it, Honestly, if you need a good powerlifting coach, just send me a DM and I'll, I'll refer you to one. But when it comes to strength training, there is a common basis where we all use the same tools for a different outcome. Kind of like what you would do with an artist with a paintbrush. We all use the same tools, but what happens to be created out of it is going to be different. So when it comes to this, what we want to focus on is still using the same tools of exercise, lunges, squats, 10 to 15 reps, tempos. And eventually, maybe you might test a 5 rep max, which I find really, really beneficial. And what we do at Momentum is that we get everyone doing tempo-based work for the first, you know, 9 weeks to 8 weeks. Then we start phasing them down into a 5 rep max testing. That includes a squat, bench, and a deadlift, depending on the person as well. Not everyone can do that, and I've come to terms with that with my injuries. But it becomes really useful to know if this person's moving forward. Now, strength is a skill. Because you need to be able to adapt your body to be able to lift heavier weights. And if you don't understand that, that's alright. Just send me a comment right now and I'll happily answer that in more detail. So hopefully that was helpful for that first part. And that's the difference between strength training and hypertrophy training. There is going to be a lot of crossover where you're using the same things and you can't really discard it right now today as strength training and today is hypertrophy training. But it depends on what the program and the outcome is what you're looking for. If you're looking to increase your 1 to 5 rep max, that's strength training. Yeah, that's great. But you still need to do phases of hypertrophy. If you're doing hypertrophy-based training, it's best for you to be able to test phases of strength training. So they work really good together. And for those of you who don't know, a really common way that you can do this is a day of hypertrophy training, a day of speed training or power training, and then a day of strength training. 
Because what was also done in the day was, and I'm not sure if you guys are interested in this, but I'm going to say it anyway, we used to do phases of only hypertrophy training. So you imagine doing four weeks of only hypertrophy training across all three days. And then after that, you would do another whole phase of speed training. But by the time that happens, you kind of lose the adaptation of what, you, what you've got from hypertrophy training. So a lot of things now lean towards what we call daily undulating periodization, where we have each day focusing on one thing. And it's no different from like, I'm trying to think now, bad examples, um, when you go and play any ball sports. You have one day where it might be all fitness-based, which may be like Monday, then Wednesday is skill-based, Thursday you have a little bit more skill-based, Friday is going to be game day, and then Saturday and Sunday is going to be recovery day, where you don't actually push yourself too hard. These are the same things that we're implementing with strength training and also what you do in the gym. But obviously, in the phase of someone trying to lose weight, we just need you to know, don't burn, don't burn out, don't push too hard, and trust the process. If you're trying to write your own program, good to know. If you have someone else writing your program, well, that's what we're trying to do at the end. Things that you probably don't need to understand, but it's nice to know. So the question was also asked after this was, if one's person goal is hypertrophy, what would you suggest? Now, I kind of answered it before by answering it by with the example I just gave you, but I'll give you a little bit more, a better idea. So I'm assuming this person wants to build muscle in terms of hypertrophy. And this is what I would do for this particular person. I would first test them in what movements they can work on and long-term base movements, not just like, hey, they go do some leg extensions and test that because that's pretty useless if you ask me. You may be testing things like lunges. I like to t- uh, test things like barbell back squat if they can, front squat if they can, and after that, even even like a leg press. I've been kind of liking the leg press a little bit more. Movements like leg extensions, calf raises, you're kind of wasting your time. You want to use them at the end of the workouts where it's not going to be making everything, but it does make a difference if you do them. Then we start looking at upper body base movements. Can they do a chin-up? Can they do a pull-up? What's their strength with push-ups, chin-ups? bench press, dumbbell chest press, and classic rows as well. And then from here, we extend it a little bit more and go, okay, this is what I would do. Compound-based movements, we like to do them at least two to three times per week. And I do this with all my clients and all my programs as well. So for example, for a lady, because most of them do want to work on posterior chain, lower body, glutes, hamstrings, we go, okay, barbell hip thrust. We do that at least three days per week or two days per week. One day is going to be strength-based, as we mentioned before, between the reps of four and six, because it still benefits muscle hypertrophy. And then after that, we also do a day of hypertrophy or high reps, 10 to 12 reps, 10 to 15 reps, 12 to 15 reps, or tempo and squeezes as well. For guys, I tend to always see them want to do more bench press, classic. I still make them do hypertrophy and also strength based on hip thrusts because everyone should be doing hip thrusts if I'm being honest. But for example, in bench press, I know for myself, and this is from after you know 15 years accumulating my own data, and if you're not tracking data, that's okay. You probably don't know how to or don't know what to do with it, and that's absolutely fine. I track data and I give someone else to look at it. So for bench press, I know that I benefit the most in terms of muscle hypertrophy for my upper body when I'm doing somewhere with reps of like, 15 to 20 reps per week so then i break that down and i go okay if i'm doing four days a week i need to do five sets per day but i'm only doing two upper body sessions so i'll do 10 sets per day to make up for that hypertrophy per week as long as my weekly volume is there 
So then I'll have different days. One day might be a rep range of, I have a strength based day. So five by five is a very classic one. And I just increase it by 2.5 kilos each day or each time I train, which is once per week. Then I have another day where maybe a lower um, percentage of my one rep max. I'll do five sets of 10, 50%, increase that by 1.25 kilos or 2.5 kilos every single week as well, depending on how I feel. Now it starts really light. It should be light. Everyone goes way too hard on the first week of their training program. It needs to be light enough for you to be able to adapt because if you don't, your body goes through what we call maladaptation. If you push the stimulus too high, the tolerance goes too high and you can't adapt to what you need to do, long story short. So after that then, I'll have another day of bench press and I'll do something that's completely different. Not completely different, but at least a variation. So I've done bench press and I've done uh, five sets of 10 of bench press at a lower weight. I'll change it up to maybe a incline close grip bench press. Target more my shoulders and also my triceps. Different movement, different stimulus, body doesn't adapt as much. I'll check in a rep range of say three sets of eight to 10 and increase that by five kilos every single week, depending on how I feel based on RPE. That's a classic one that you could do for say bench press and guys. All females might add as well, because there's no such thing as a male and female based exercise, is there? And then from there, we're going to focus on just the chest now because it's just easy to go with this. I would start to do some isolation based movements. You're probably thinking, what about all the chest flies and everything between? I already know that 20 sets of pushing based exercises benefits me and most people. So I wouldn't really add too much more. But then I think to myself, Chest is done really well, shoulders are done pretty well, but what about triceps? And then I'll add some isolation work on top of that. I'll do some tricep extensions, maybe I'll do some tricep push-ups, which is a compound-based movement. I'll do some skull crushes. And I know that if I can do at least you know, eight sets per week, it will benefit quite a bit because the triceps are still working when I'm doing bench press. Let's go with a more classic example again. So let's go with legs. I'll do one day of squats. I'm going to do a high rep range, maybe three sets of 10. Then I'll do a second day of squats, day two. I'll make this one, say, four sets of six. And obviously, the day that has higher reps is going to be the day where it has lower weight. Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to increase it week by week, depending on what the RPE feels, which we're going to talk about later on. And then I'm going to add some accessory-based movements, which will help me assist me in increasing my overall squat or leg strength. And this could be a leg press, which I've been really liking. I've not done leg press in more than like 10, I actually say 10 years. I brought it back this year ever since my back injury and I've been liking it again. So same thing with the leg press as I did with the squats. I'll make the rep ranges different. One day would be 10 to 12 reps, the other day would be six to eight reps. Still working in strength and also hypertrophy classic um, rep ranges, but it's still gonna help me get stronger and increase my squat strength too, which helps my leg strength go. And also help me create stronger legs. Um, so I say build my legs. Then after that, I'll get some accessories that will help me again. I like the Bulgarian split squat. Same thing again, I'll do one day that's 12 to 15 reps, another day maybe six to eight reps. And then after that, I go into the leg extensions. You're starting to see the pattern now. One day I'm gonna do 12 to 15 reps, another day I'm gonna do eight to 10 reps. And then I may do a superset as well with uh, sissy squats and I would do this one till failure. Hypertrophy is not as difficult as it seems. 
But the only thing is knowing what are you marking and measuring to make sure that you're on the way. So if you're doing all these things, great work. And everything will work until it stops working. But there are two things that will make you stop. First, are you tracking your progress correctly? And what I mean by tracking your progress correctly is are you taking photos? Are you tracking your strength? Are you tracking your RPE? Because if you feel like you're not doing any of those things, then you don't know if you're really making progress at all. And body composition scanners can help you with this, of course, but you need to be diligent on making sure you get it done. If you're going by feel, one day you're not going to be able to feel the difference because the minuscule differences are going to be far and few. Now, with all these exercises, I like using reps in reserve or the RPE scale to make sure I'm not going too easy or too hard. So rather than giving yourself a note, I'm going to do squats at 50 kilos. I might do this. I mix it up with some linear periodization too. So I'm going to use a different example. That was actually a pretty bad one. So for example, leg extensions, I'm not going to go, oh, I'm going to do 72 kilos for 15 reps and I'm trying to write down the actual weight itself. Instead, I'm chasing the feeling of what I need to do, which is what we use with reps and reserve and RPE. If you don't know what that is, send me a DM right now and I'll show you the video that can help you explain it very, very easily. But basically, we're chasing the feeling of how hard it should feel. One or two reps left in the tank, three or four reps in the tank is too easy, five or more reps left in the tank is basically a warm-up. It shouldn't count as a set at all. And some people do lie to themselves when they go, oh, I could have like 20 more, but that's a set. If you could have done 20 more, it's not a set. It's way too easy. If you can only do zero reps left and it's a pretty big grinder of a big compound-based movement, you're going to be aware that you're probably pushing yourself too hard. And if you do it too often, you're going to end up injured. And that's where a lot of people end up, unfortunately. So being able to play around with these reps in reserve from 6, 7, 8, 9, and bring it back down again to 7, 6, maybe 8 and 9 again, this is going to help you adjust to make sure you can take a step back so you can take four steps forward and we always implement a deload week in between so with hypertrophy based training you should have some sort of deload implemented i recommend somewhere between four and six weeks depends on the phase depends on the movements that you have because sometimes and it happens to me as well happens to everybody your body does tend to go oh that's a little bit sore than usual so you change your movement and for example i took out deadlifts which classically in the back in the past has always been a great muscle builder for me. But because I've been getting back injuries with it, I decided to pivot instead, changed it in for Romanian deadlifts with dumbbells and also more hip thrusts to help me with that posterior chain and lower back. So training smart is a good idea to review as well, which is why we always say one of our essentials that you need to do is self-reflect. If not self-reflect, is at least reflect with your coach. I mean, that was a very, very loaded um, podcast and Instagram and Facebook Live. If you found that useful, everybody, let me know. If you feel like you have a question that you want us to answer on Instagram or even a podcast form like this where it's a lot more information-packed, let us know. Just send me an Instagram DM and I'll help you out, okay? Thanks, everybody, for taking the time to listen to this. If you found this useful, please share it with a friend or anyone that you think would benefit from this. It would also mean the world to me if you guys could leave a review on Spotify or even on Apple Podcasts because we want people to know that we're helping you and being able to get free information like this. I just want people to listen to it if they can. If it helps one person out there and it helps another person, we're going to change the world. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. It's happy Easter if you're listening to this I know, on time because it is now 14th of April. 
So happy Easter. Don't eat too many chocolate eggs and uh, keep building momentum. Take care.